0: Welcome to the Business Bites Podcast, the podcast for busy entrepreneurs. Whether you're an online entrepreneur or seeking after brick and mortar success, this podcast brings you quick bites of content so you can learn and grow anywhere you are. Now here's your host, Rachel Brainke. In this episode of the Business Bites, we're going to talk a little bit about copyright law. Doesn't matter what industry that you're in, if you're creating intellectual property for website, marketing content, blog posts, social media updates, whatever it is, if you're writing text, you're creating uh, intellectual property that is protected by copyright. Copyright can also protect images and other sorts of media as well, but we're going to focus mostly on the text. You've probably noticed a little copyright symbol. This is a C within the circle at the bottom of most blogs or websites that you read. Maybe you even have one on there too. But have you really thought about what this little symbol means or what it actually does? So let's talk about copyrighting your work, what it means, and how to protect it. In the United States, a copyright is a legal contract that protects your original work from being used by others for their gain. Um, Your copyright is automatic once your creation is fixed in a tangible medium of expression. Now, you can register your work with the United States Copyright Office for further legal protections, and we recommend that you highly recommend that you do this. The good news, however, is the basic protections exist without any additional action on your part just create the blog post and you're protected. According to the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, when you create something original, published online is automatically copyrighted, and also whether or not you post the copyright symbol or not. No copyright symbols, no year that it was created, no little footer on the website that has the copyright symbol in years, nothing on the blog post, and registration is not required. However, I'm gonna put a little side note here, that if you guys do copyright your images, you get more images or text or whatever it is that you're creating, you do get better legal protections There's statutory damages and potentially attorney's fees that you can receive. Whereas if you don't register, you only can receive actual damages. Now, that's a little bit more outside the scope than what we can talk about in this quick business bite, but the challenge to this is how to protect your copyright material and keep it from being used inappropriately by someone else is the hardest part. So this is why anything that you can control, please control it, register your images, copyright.gov, really cheap and inexpensive to do, stick it into the cost of your doing business and you'll have it covered for you. Being in the online world in this digital age, the challenge of protecting our copyrighted material is compounded by the ease in which a plagiarizer can copy and use our content as their own. Um, Or even our images. If you're a photographer, they can just lift the images and take it. Which, by the way, if you're someone who's needing images in the use of your business, please don't just take it from other people. Don't just take it from Google, because you can end up being the infringer in that case. But... Well, oftentimes text can just be simply lifted by write and click or copy and paste. It can be quite difficult to also discover whether your copyrighted material has been infringed upon. So you really must closely keep track of your online content and here's some tips to get you started. Now, I know for tip number one that I just said a little bit ago that you don't have to put a copyright symbol on your website, on your blog, or anywhere else, that you already have copyright protections, however, you can discourage theft or use by putting copyright notices. Because let's be real, a lot of people don't understand how copyright law works, many of you listening don't either, but that's okay because I'm giving you a crash course, you're going to have the notes and you're going to have a better understanding. But since many people do believe that you have to affix a copyright notice, eh, let's go ahead and just try to use it as a deterrent to keep people from lifting our text and using it. Um, It isn't necessary to convert the copyright status, but this little reminder on the website may scare off a potential plagiarizer. The second tip is to use a search engine or special software to monitor the web for your content. This can be as easy as doing a Google search or setting up Google Alerts for unique text from your website or using a plagiarism detection tool. I'm a big fan of using Google Alerts. Whenever I post a blog post, I'll take a couple snippets, I'll set up the Google Alerts, and they'll automatically be emailed to me on the schedule that I request them to be. There's also services that you can hire that monitor your blog and alert you when they discover duplicate content somewhere else on the internet. Hopefully following these simple preventive measures will protect your content, but if you discover someone using your online material legally, the question is what do you do then? There's a number of ways you can go up and your copyright from simple requests to full blown lawsuits, so let's just dis- discuss a few of those of what your actions are. The first one is to take action to have the copyright infringing material taken down. However, first stop before you start throwing around messages and cease and desist and all these other notices. Please make sure you document everything, your original material, any drafts you may have just demonstrating that you are the creator, and the website or online location, the date of the infringement. Screenshots, as many, and and the versions, and everything that you can get and gather, this evidentiary support will be good if you need to have to pursue them later on down the line. Next, simply request that the webmaster or owner of the site containing the infringing material to take it down. This is often done in a couple of ways. Social media platforms like Facebook and Instagram have a way that you can report intellectual property. Click, fill out their form. Hopefully it'll get taken down. But if it's on a website, it can be a little bit more difficult. Um, What you'll wanna send is a DMCA notice and there's a whole big long listing over on bloglegally.com, which is a sister side of ours that explains exactly what you need to have included. However, many times a lot of webmasters will already have these DMC forms available for you to fill out If they are a reputable and credible host, more than likely they'll make it a relatively easy path for you to do so because they don't wanna be hosting of infringing material as well. However, if these steps don't get you anywhere, you may have to take some serious measures. Keep in mind under copyright law, you don't have a legal duty to enforce or defend your copyright. Unlike if you had a trademark of something where you do have a legal duty or where you could lose it, copyright doesn't have that. However, I feel like as entrepreneurs and uh, we have this special internalized duty, may not be a legal duty, that we need to stand up for intellectual property. So you may end up having to take more serious measures. Um, If the DMCA's don't work, you may need to send a cease and desist letter. Um, You can also go through Google to have them remove the infringing website from their search results. Google has a policy and submission form that you can easily do that through. However, you may have to end up approaching a copyright lawyer to find out what your legal options are. Oftentimes, a letter from an intellectual property attorney, such as myself, can really get your into a better position rather than if you did it yourself because you may end up saying something or threatening or alerting the other party. Whereas if you have an attorney who does it for you, puts a little bit more oomph behind the threat we can get it taken care of. Having a lawyer also involved can also let you know if there's going to be any damages that you could seek by taking legal action. Not saying that we should dump to suing people all the time, sometimes simple notices or educational copyright law are really going to be the optimal way to go, but you never want to close off or do anything that may potentially damage Um, a legal claim that you may have. So just keep that in mind. However you decide to approach your copyright infringement, though, the prevention and constant monitoring will help you to protect your online intellectual property. Some of you are maybe sitting there thinking, I don't care if someone takes my blog posts or if they take a quote off my website, but you got to keep in mind it can come around to damage you. When you have duplicate content out on the web, Google will start penalizing you. You'll start losing search engine optimization. All the marketing efforts and time and energy that you've put into creating this text, even though it may have just been a simple blog post that you typed while laying on the side of the pool in the summer, it is valuable to you. Intellectual property assets are super valuable. Which is another thought, what if you want to sell your business later on down the line? It's going to be a hard sell to say, hey, I have all this intellectual property on a blog post when that blog's been used inappropriately and been infringed upon multiple times. So just keep in mind not just the short term, but the long term health of your business and your marketing efforts so that you are able to preserve and protect what is rightfully yours and make sure you do it the right way. Thanks for joining Rachel on this episode of The Business Bites. For show notes, a list of recommended tools or referenced episodes, you can find them at businessbytespodcast.com. Until next time.